You do those three things. Now you're going to weed out the agents that aren't experienced, that aren't receiving training, that right. aren't doing deals, that are just hanging their license for when Auntie Lou sells her place. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 304 of The Real Word. Word is up. And next up, Nicole, would be another video from the new president of NAR. Only, I don't know, a few months ago, four or five months ago, we reacted yeah. to Tracy Casper's opening video. Now we have new NAR president Kevin Sears video to react to. Uh, our thoughts on him moving forward. And after that, we've got a Consumer Federation of America report number two. Last year, we covered this. The surfet of real estate agents, or I guess this is the third report. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Three. I think it was over the summer, the last time we sort of reviewed this. And they've got a new report out, and we're going to cover that in detail, react to that. And they go hand in hand because Kevin Sears' job here as president of NAR, certainly with where they're at uh, with lawsuits and just let's just call it what it is, needing money, right. uh, they're, they're going to be highly motivated to increase agent count. While the Consumer Federation of America report says there is a surfeit of agents, a glut, an abundance, an overabundance of agents. But first, let's see what Kevin Sears has to say in his first public comments to the members. Kevin Sears, take it away. Hello, fellow realtors. My name is Kevin Sears, and I am now serving as your NAR president. While this title has come earlier than expected, please know that I am ready, willing, Music is back, and Nicole. able to lead this association <laughs> as your president. Like many of you, I am saddened by Tracy Casper's resignation. I know I speak for many of you when I say we appreciate her service and years of dedication to the association. It's understandable that you may have questions, and we will do our best to address them. But I think you will agree that our primary focus must be on furthering the business of the association, which means we are fully engaged on the legal, business, and advocacy challenges that are top priority to you and the clients that you serve. Interim CEO Nakia Wright is providing strong and steady leadership to ensure that the core operations of the association. Okay, Haley, that'll be enough. That was very how, nice. He, how long is it? It's only two minutes, but, okay. you know. We don't want to lose everything. It single reminds me of like, remember when you were a kid and you had and you were watching, um, like like the local broadcasting and like every once in a while they do like a telethon because they're trying to get you to like donate money so they can keep like going. They clearly <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, I agree. It's very. I feel like it's like a like a public television. It, it's it's very it feels bonathon. Yeah. They didn't listen to our advice when we reacted to Tracy Casper's video, like lose the background music. In fact, I mean, Tracy did a better job in her video because I, at least her eyes weren't jogging around. Well, like that's so funny because I was like, is he reading the words? I think I, mean, I, think I see yeah, him reading the teleprompter. He's reading yeah. it word for word for word. Yeah. So it's, it's frustrating because if you actually do watch the whole video, I, I think this guy, I don't know, Kevin, I think he means yeah. well. I think he's a nice, probably a nice person. I, I have no idea, but you know, I'm sure he probably is. Uh, he's been a 30 year real estate veteran. He's from Springfield, Massachusetts. 
Um, he's a broker owner of a company called Sears Real Estate, specializes in single family brokerage as well as property management. Uh, you know, he's been around the block and they, they put these presidents in and it, it almost feels like there there's just a, a whole group behind the camera, like standing there with folded arms. And if their arms aren't folded, it's because they're pulling the strings literally. Yeah. I, it, it comes off when he's reading it as if that he's just there sincere. Yeah. to read. Um, he had 16 years as a member of the NAR board of directors, 23 years as a federal political coordinator. He served with two, 2010 president of the Massachusetts Association of Realtors. And so he's got all this experience, but he's more of the, you know, the old club, old guard. And so- Well, I mean, that's what we talked about even last week about being a little disappointed with the fact that, you know, then even the, even, you know, even the newbie here isn't from the outside. It's, they're still sort of, they're still bringing up the old. Agents, are you looking to stand out from the crowd? Reminder Media is a resource you need to check out. Get your own branded print and digital magazines. Nobody has these. It's a huge separator. Email newsletters and social media content. Reminder Media delivers these resources to your contacts on autopilot, keeping you top of mind with your database. All you need to do is focus on your follow-up calls and watch referrals and repeat business come in. These are also a trigger to get them to reach out to you. Agents on my team are already seeing results from this after only a few weeks. Use the link below to try out Reminder Media. Yeah, and, and I, I would love to hear more from the CEO, Nikia Wright. Um, he mentions that she's dedicated to the staff and to supporting the members. And, you know, the number one goal is to move the association forward and obviously fight the legal, but there's nothing about how there, there's no, why there's never town halls, you know, from our members to, yeah. you know, well, I think, leadership I think especially because I, I think, especially because I think that what I think what is unfortunate and what's getting clouded here is, is what, you know, what NAR sort of does do right right now we're hearing about and everyone's sort of distracted and feeling you know sort of like the wool has been pulled over their eyes and not happy with with what has been going on but i i still think that there is you know some good here that nar has done and can continue to do in terms of like advocacy on you know like the federal level so i do i think it would still be really nice for them to at least come out and, and say that they are still you know th that's still their initiative and that's still what they're going to be doing um especially if they want their members to stay now is the time to remind people of what it is that they stand for and what they're you know what they want to continue to do well they absolutely need members to stay if you look at last week's pod we had jason yeah. haber on yeah um you know he, he has questions and many others do about the ability for nar to pay uh for the these fights against the lawsuit so they need members to stay because that's where their revenue comes from uh, but that leads us to the second thing we want to talk about, which is Consumer Federation of America and the surfeit of real estate agents. The third study is abundant jobs, inadequate mentorship, and few sales. Okay, so uh, they've report, uh, prepared now three reports on the surfeit of residential real estate agents. The fact that over 1.5 million agents typically sell five to six million homes each year. Obviously not last year, it was only four million, but I get it. 
Um, this high agent to sales ratio virtually guarantees that most agents cannot support themselves from only sales commissions. Okay. They go on to say that real estate is, you know, in their findings. Okay. Um, real estate is clearly a part time industry. Nearly half of sampled agents, 49% Nicole yep. reported no or only one sale the previous year, while three quarters, 70%, uh, nearly three quarters, reported mm -hmm. five or fewer sales. The median number of sales was barely two. Yeah. Uh, so to their point about this being clearly a part-time industry is something I've commented on a lot over the years. Yep. Um, does appear to be a huge issue moving forward with, with everything that is being you know, talked about in the real estate industry, you know, if you've got undertrained inexperience that's in abundance, uh, then you do end up getting an inadequate product on the other side. And it's, you know, I don't want to say it's okay to be brand new. I actually like um, working with brand new agents. I enjoy it. It's not okay to be really, you know, part-time, you got to put full-time hours in. So even if you have a full, when I say this, I need to always, you know, put it into context. It's okay to have a part-time job when you're starting. It's not okay to not also put full-time hours into this. You can't put 10 hours a week into this right. and provide great service. It, it doesn't match up. It doesn't line up. So the, the training is the big issue to me. We'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. There's so many firms that do nothing in the way of training, you know, maybe, maybe they train agents how to build a, a, a downline or they train agents how to, um, you know, get, build get out your, their business plan, <laughs> get your commission check in, but, but they're not yeah. actively every day, like a, like a school, right. Getting agents, the information that they need to be successful. It's why teams have taken up uh, so much market share. So how they came up with this, Nicole was taking, um, certain markets. Okay. They, they ex examined a number of sales of all agents listed by five major real estate firms in each of four diverse areas to, to, to build a model that could be used as a comparison for the country. So central Pennsylvania, Orlando, Florida, uh, Minneapolis, and Tucson, Arizona, each of mm -hmm. the 20 firms had, so they had 20 firms from, from these five major real estate had, uh, numerous property listings. Uh, some of them, most of them were national, but some included at least one local regional firm. Uh, and we, when we covered this last time, one of the problems I had was, um, they got only their data from realtor.com, Zillow, homes.com and individual agent websites. I would have preferred MLS data, right? Cause we know that's going to be very accurate where there's going to be some discrepancies on those sites. Um, so you go through the table, central Pennsylvania, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, zero to one sales, 55% of agents, zero to one sales for Berkshire Hathaway, uh, Cowell banker, 36 iron Valley, 46% Keller Williams, 67% of agents, zero to one sales in central Pennsylvania. Remax only twenty six percent, and that's a trend. I think that's 
always a remax. I mean, remax always does units. I mean, those agents. I think what help what helps helps sort of motivate them is they they do have skin in, skin in the game. They have to pay exactly. for you know their desk fees and they have to pay for their riders. So you definitely have a little bit more skin in the game there at remax. Remax was overwhelmingly the best performer. Um, yeah. Remax had by far the lowest percentage of agents with five or fewer sales. And so they say Remax is well known for its emphasis on recruiting the most productive agents from other firms. Remax isn't known for recruiting the best agents from other firms. Okay. But you made the point, Nicole, you just made it. Uh, this consumer federation federation missed it. You made the point. They have skin in the game. Yeah. And that is a model when you move that forward on how this industry should look, if you put more agents having skin in the game, okay, yeah. higher uh, requirements on deals or, you know, relevant education, okay, right. not something that the board can profit off of, relevant education, a standard on deal flow. Um, to your point, skin in the game, like a business operator, entrepreneur, like Remax's model is yeah. built around. You do those three things. Now you're going to weed out the agents that aren't experienced, that aren't receiving training, that right. aren't doing deals, that are just hanging their license for when Auntie Lou sells her place. Okay. Right. This is what the industry could look like moving forward. I'm not saying that everybody should go to Remax or something like that. I'm just saying what they're doing here, it, it, it's very interesting. It's, yeah. it's, it's something that I think is the biggest highlight from this report. It's like, okay, if you put agents with skin in the game, yeah, they've got something on the line, right? you're going to have a more productive agent. Right. Where they're physically having to give the money over, you know, I mean, at, at a 90, 90 or 95% split, like you're having to actually physically give the money over instead of taking a reduced cut to have those advantages. So, I mean, I think giving the money, having to pay for things out of your pocket, certainly there, is there was a company motivation. Ruttenberg in Orlando, that was 68% zero to one. Century 21 was 63% in Orlando's. Another high one would have been EXP in Tucson, they're 59% zero to one deals. Um, you know, you get you get into a place like EXP or Real, which are very attractive models for recruiting other agents and compensation and stock advantages and all of that stuff. Yeah. But you get into one of those when you're not on a team, you have absolutely no training accountability, um, very limited resources outside of a cloud. And so it's not surprising. And you and we've seen that in other markets where you don't have strong team presence and maybe there's not a strong team in Tucson for these agents to join. You see 59% of them at zero to one deals. Um, the ratio of people to real, listen to this, Nicole, the ratio of people, humans to realtors is 102 to one in Florida. So mm -hmm. one realtor to 102 humans. Okay, so let's just say that out of 102 humans that are interested in buying or selling real estate, that they're probably couples. Wait, are humans are different than people? Like, are, why? Like, I'm is just, it? <laughs> not dogs I mean, and cats, all right? Oh no, I mean dogs and cats are not people either. But I just, I just wanted to clarify. Well, some people think that they are. Okay, so he, we're, we're sticking with but humans since April. 
We have uploaded new and sought after courses, content, and tactical assets for your business into the BAMX platform, not articles behind a paywall that only pontificate to you what you should think and do, but education that actually shows you how to do what you need in today's market. Every day, we continue to add more content into BAMX and our private Facebook community, content that works, content that our members have exclusive access to daily. It's why over 1,500 of you and climbing have joined us in BAMX. It's also why tomorrow's price is guaranteed to be higher than today's. That's called inflation. Do not wait any longer. Use code REALWORD and join the thousands of agents taking their business to the next level today. Code REALWORD for 10% off. See you in BAMX. Here's my point. Most, I don't know the number of this, but there's a lot of deals. And Florida would be probably one of those areas where it's the percentage is even higher. A lot of those deals where people are being interested are a couple. You know, two people buying a house. Okay. Do you, do you agree with that in your experience? You, do you, you probably sell to more couples than singles? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So let's just say, let's say out of those 102, you've got 60 of them are couples. Okay. So that's 30 potential deals. And we'll, we'll mm -hmm. say that the other 40 are singles. Is that fair? We'll go 60, 40 because we don't know the number. Fine. All right. So we're going to say 70 potential deals to every one agent. Well, that sounds good. Wow, 70 deals to every one agent in Florida. Uh, but people move on average 11 to 13 years. Let's just call it 10 just to, to go even lower and be, you know, be even, you know, now you've got seven opportunities potentially. This is okay. just us doing this back in the napkin example. Seven deals to every one agent in Florida. And you know, and this is how it works. You know, there's just very good agents that that are more qualified, that are just better than other agents right. in the market. And so there's going to be way more than seven deals. You can't. Hey, I mean, there, there's places in Florida. Uh, I mean, unless you're selling five million dollar homes. I just walked. I just walked. I'm in uh, Naples. I walked by an agent. She's negotiating a five million dollar home inspection right now. And so if you did seven of those, okay, you're going to be good. Um, but the, that's not the median price in Florida. So, yeah. and it's very expensive to live in Florida. You do seven deals. You're, you're just not going to be doing very well. Well, you were talking about on our 300th episode though, too, that a lot of builders in Florida though, too, have an inside sales. So yeah. you're almost eliminating some of those transactions from these agents too, you, that, because of those inside sales, um, agents, or I guess they're number, not even agents, they're just. Yeah. That number perhaps. of opportunities. And remember seven, if it's seven homes, it's really gonna be 14 sides, but that yeah. number is extremely high in reality. But you right. know, we know that 136 to one in Arizona, 260 agents to one person in Minnesota, 341 in Pennsylvania. Um, these general, in general, these ratios are inversely correlated with the percentage of agents with zero to one and zero to five sales. For example, Coldwell Bankers, zero to one sale percentages are 56% in Orlando, 48% Tucson, 37% Minneapolis, and 36% Central Pennsylvania. Uh, really interesting stuff there. And, and why are there so many agents? Why is there this, this surfeit um, that the Consumer Federation report suggests that there are? And it goes back to the video we just watched with Kevin Sears, it goes back to the association driving 
um, more agents into the into this uh, association. They did a report, Nicole, um, that many large real estate firms continuously recruit agents. Um, and it's funny because uh, they, they show a table of all these that are recruiting agents, but then they go down and they get quotes from, from Reddit or from different agents. The fees are excessive. There's a franchise fee, office fee, printing fee, et cetera. They, they take too much money. There are too many desk fees. I don't like the coaching fee. I don't like the fees. Um, they, they say, if you have a heartbeat and drink the flavor Kool-Aid, uh, you're hired. Uh, you don't need a fog mirror. You just need a credit card or you, you do need a fog to fog a mirror or have a credit card. I don't know what that means. You need to fog a mirror and have a credit card. What's yeah. fogging a mirror? Well, I guess, I guess they just, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Um, Pass your exam. They'll come out of the woodwork asking you to hang their license there. Th this is all true, basically. Well, you know, I mean, but let's let's. Not the, fee, the fees being too high are not true. I think the fees. But you're should, running a business like this. No, no, that part, I, I'm like, talking about the anybody with a heartbeat can get hired. And when you look at the big brokerages, many of them lack what this report is uncovering: the training part yeah. of it. Okay or the, the standard at which they're going to hold agents to, Hey, if you take training, you get X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If I think the standard not, is huge. If you're not willing to train, we're not going to introduce you to, you know, new leads, but a lot of the brokerages don't introduce anybody to new leads. So, so this is more of why teams have picking up such, such market share because they actually have a standard that they operate with. They care about the product that's being delivered on the other side. Um, the, the problem we had last time was um, the, the marginal agents claimed a quarter of the commissions in these markets. But this re, this report kind of they claim that marginal agents claimed a quarter of commissions. This report kind of suggests that less than a quarter of agents are collecting commissions. OK, I mean, they're, they're kind of counterbalancing. I think they've gotten a little bit more information here from their last report. Um, Cause I thought that that number was high last time. We really kind of beat them up on that. And then where they were driving a lot of this information from, they go on here to say that um, agents should really have their Zillow and realtor updated and that consumers should be looking at that to really understand how experienced their agent is. And I agree with that because what they said was it's going to well, be, that's very... where they're getting their information from too. So, <laughs> but some of them are coming through those referral sites like home light or, you know, you can name a whole bunch of them. Right. Yeah. And they made a good point in this report saying that that information is, is going to be skewed <clears throat> where like Zillow, it's got to match up on the MLS. Zillow's probably the best at, making sure those sales are accurate at this point. Well, but you still have to claim them. So if you're not yep. claiming them and updating them, or to be quite honest, even on our side, when we're recruiting, if there's agents that don't even have a photo up, I mean, I'm sort of like, mm, like you can't even get your photo up on, I, I mean, it's, it, it, it isn't definitely important to keep it updated, but it's interesting too, because that's where they're getting, that's where they're getting their data from too. So it's almost like, make sure it's updated so we can like give you another updated surfet in, four months, you know, well, they don't have their, their photo up. Um, 
because they're exactly what this part, uh, report says, really treating this as part-time. It was easy to get their license. Right. Nicole, 26 states, including D.C., do not require a high school degree. Hmm. So you can obtain a high school, a real estate license without having a degree. Um, most states, you can secure this in six to 10 weeks with a median expense of $600. Okay. So you could, you could go to a, you could have, you could be homeless, go to a tag sale, flip product on eBay or Craigslist, come up with 600 bucks and be representing people on their biggest home purchase while you're homeless. I mean, that's an extreme analogy, but that can happen in 26 states. Homeless, no degree uh, of any kind, no high school degree. Come up with 600 bucks. You could bum that on the corner in New York. And then you go get a license. The standard has got to be risen in this industry, which is going to include less agents. There's no, this whole argument that it should be okay to be a part-time real estate agent just because it was easy to get the license it is one I've had a hard time with. I've I've tried to show a lot of compassion and, and empathy for people that want to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. I just think that you have to Elon Musk it for a year or two if that's what it takes. If you need the, the part or full-time job to pay your bills, I get that. It just means you got to work 80 hours a week in the beginning because you need to be putting 40 or 50 into this because the consumer deserves you being prepared, being educated, being well-trained, knowing the market inside and out. If you're going to charge a commission and a negotiable commission, you better know your stuff. It's not that you paid 600 bucks and gained access to the MLS and paid the lock-in fee of NAR. It's that you actually know what you're doing and you can add value. Right. That's what you should be doing. And that's where we need to go with this industry. So I, I actually like their, especially with where we're at, I like the report better than I did last time. I thought that they focused on marginal agents making up such a big percent. That's not really happening. Right. There's not a lot of marginal agents doing a lot of deals, but there are enough of it where it's a concern. It should be going to those better trained agents. Right. Right. I mean, some of these places, almost 80% of the people are doing less than five deals too. So, and that's where you, and if you, if you you interview your agents, listen, (laughs) it's a very small number that's making a a racket in real estate right now with these lawsuits, It's a very small number of consumers that feel this way. And I would guess that it's probably the consumers that worked with the less than five sales agent. Right. We don't have the date on that. That's just a wild mm-hmm. guess, but <clears throat> I haven't heard of too many of these lawsuits targeting, you know, an agent that is a well-oiled machine professional provides a great service. Um, you know, w- w- we also don't know because NAR didn't put any of them on they the never stand. put anybody up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Kevin yeah. will change that. Hopefully going forward. Let us know what you think down below. Um, we'll link the study. Definitely. Haley, make sure you link this study. Consumer Federation of America is the third time they've done it. Again, they claim abundant jobs, inadequate mentorship, and few sales. Uh, My advice, if you're a new agent listening to this, do not listen to splits at all. Don't even think about the split in the first year. Go where there's that mentorship, that training, that accountability uh, to turn you into a professional. You'll actually make more money that way. Absolutely. All right, Nicole. 
Good. That's it. Keep it real. I'll be with you next week. And, and uh, TT. See you guys.